Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. It was a lot, you know, to handle. I'll say it that way. <laughs> like, uh, y'all know me, man. I don't, I don't condone that kind of talk. I don't talk that way. My kids, sure as heck, will never talk that way, you know. And uh, it's hard because I love the man so much. Derek Carr and his emotions on the John Gruden revelations and Gruden resigning as the Raiders head coach. Went on to say, love the man, hate the sin. Raiders getting ready to play the Broncos. A couple of three and two teams chasing the Chargers in the AFC West. You got any idea what impact this is going to have on a team that's got playoff hopes and has gotten off to a good enough start a third of the way through the season? No, but I know a naive father when I hear it. Sure as heck, my kids will never do fill in the blank. (laughs) (laughs) Don't guarantee anything. Just wait, D.C. (laughs) Have your life turned upside down. Hopefully they don't, but don't be guaranteeing what your kids are going to do. You just don't know. Uh, As far as what's going on, well, not that this is a tragedy in like what the Utah football program had. That's a tragedy, and we see, so far anyway, they're coming out of it from the football perspective. Uh, But then you look at the Trojans, and their coach was was canned, and they're a mess. Now they, you, know, you can't compare a, a death to, to this, but I'm trying to draw some comparisons. It's hard to say because these are professionals, and these guys are getting paid a ton of money to perform, and it really doesn't matter who the coach is as far as what your individual responsibility is in a league that has such a short lifespan. So you would think each individual player would be able to say, I got to put that aside because this is my livelihood. There's no job out there that I can make this kind of cash. But at the same time, the average stay in the NFL is so short, you would think that they would be able to focus at what they individually need to do, which then can translate to a team. But I can't guarantee that. Yeah, there are some differences, aside from everything you say, which I think we can all see the truth of that. But, you know, you're going to have a new play caller now. And so how's that going to impact the team, especially in a league where there are so many one-possession games? I mean, there are just tons of them. And so a play call here, a play call there, how you set up a big play, who knows how this is going to play out. Derek Carr did go on to say he believes the NFL should open up everything with regards to emails and team communications. Uh, He says uh, people would start sweating a bit, hopefully not too many, but that's what they should do for all coaches and GMs and owners from now on is open it up. I believe that is the last thing we will see happening. What does that mean, open it up? Open So uh, their emails and their text communications so we can see what kind of things they are or aren't saying. Not happening. Why, why would we do that? We're going to start doing that across the and everything all yeah. the time. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Philadelphia Eagles tonight. That's the Thursday night game, six twenty on Fox and the NFL Network. Tom Brady expected to play despite a thumb injury, and the Bucks off to a great start. The Eagles, well, not so much. 
Bucks have the the one loss this year. One of the seven teams sitting at uh, four and one right now. The Eagles will just be trying to get back to five hundred. I've heard of a few injuries, PK. This is a different one. Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow is on voice rest following a throat injury that required a precautionary hospital visit for a throat contusion. It's all coming from his head coach, Zach Taylor. That, that sounds devastating brutal. Our, that would be devastating in our business. Absolutely. <laughs> in the Charlie's Angels TV show, the guy who played Bosley had this weird uh, raspy voice. It was always attributed to the fact that uh, he had a throat injury from being a uh, high school football quarterback. I don't know if that's what it was. That's what it was always attributed to. Never watched Charlie's Angels. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Low pick and roll. They go under on Mike Conley again. He fires a three again. He hits again. Mike Conley had a fabulous year for the Utah Jazz last year, touching toward career highs despite being a veteran. Rebound Clarkson has it. Ahead to Pascal. Back to Clarkson. Catch and shoot transition three is good. Jared Butler driving the left side, comes the lane and dunks it. Butler's just got great control with the dribble, and he just beat George Hill, who thought he was going across a pick. Went through his legs to break through it and got to the lane and dunked it off one foot. Nice move. Jared Butler working the left side, flares it up top to Hughes. Catch and shoot three, falling back, and he hits it. Elijah Hughes is just a completely different player than he was a year ago. Jazz and the Bucks. That's the Jazz last preseason game right there. Jordan Clarkson led the Jazz with 18 points. Jordan Butler added 16. And the Jazz beat the Bucks 124-120. Now on to the regular season opener Wednesday night. Take anything away from the preseason? Yeah, I think they're going to have one of those private scrimmages against Westminster on Monday. You know, that's what the college teams do. A week is a long time to sit around between now and the first game but that's what they have it's kind of funky that they would do that but uh, that's what they got uh, take any away from from the game or the preseason you want the preseason in general yes or the the individual i probably think it's the same thing along the lines of preseason and individual games and jared butler didn't play in one of them i was talking to eric walden yesterday the salt lake tribune and i'm saying it's like i don't want to believe this kid is good <laughs> Can you, can you talk me off the ledge? Or talk me, that being on the ledge, I guess it's a wrong analogy, but talk me into that it's, a, it's actually positive. And he's saying he's having a hard time talking me out of it based on what the kid showed. And he said that he didn't think he had elite athleticism. And I was thinking about that last night as far as elite athleticism. Uh, you don't necessarily need it, and really only a few guys have it. But th- you see some guys have it, but they don't have the skill. So if you had to choose between athlete, elite athleticism and skill, I would probably go with skill because I think you could be successful because we've had a number of great players or very good players in the league that didn't necessarily have elite athleticism. Well, then if you combine elite athleticism with skill, well, then you got a Donovan Mitchell, right? I mean, he's just got it both, right? He's got elite skill. The only thing he doesn't have is big-time height, but he's got elite athleticism and elite skills. So the point I'm making is that you can find a way to succeed in this league without elite athleticism because actually 
you you only compared your athleticism at the elite level is only being compared to other elite athletes in the NBA, whereas you do have elite athleticism compared to most folks, right? You just don't necessarily have it compared to Donovan Mitchell, but not that many guys have it. So can this kid find his way to contribute without the elite athleticism? And I think he can, but then I'm biased. Oh, wait, he wasn't drafted till 40. There's just no way. So I'm having all this conversation with myself, and nobody knows it. If they were... If they could read my mind like that movie with uh, what's-his-face, the, the guy from Australia. Yeah, they think, what's he doing over there? He's arguing with himself. He's a wacko. Because <laughs> I'm going back and forth in my own mind thinking about as I'm watching the game, as he's playing and playing well, how do I present this in a manner that represents what I think and is accurate? Because that's what people listen to us for. And I'm going back and forth with myself. I'm winding myself into a ball, and I'm not even speaking. I was a mess last night. I couldn't wait to go to bed. I think you're on point about the difference between (laughs) athleticism and skill, and there aren't that many people that have it. But in an era when the three-point shot is so important, skill matters a lot, and he can shoot it. Now, if you play in another era and the defensive rules are different, you better have the size, the strength, and the quickness. and. and it's not that you don't want that stuff now, because you do. But in this era, if you have a guy who can create for you and you're going to get into one-on-one situations, you know, the ability to dribble left or right, shoot off the dribble, be on balance at all times. I suppose you can describe that as elite athleticism, but usually we describe elite athleticism as, is your first step way quicker than everybody else's? And can you jump higher than everybody else? Those are the two pieces of the puzzle we always look at. LeBron has had both those things for years and years. Now, maybe he's finally losing them and they're, you know, he's not quite what he was in those areas. You know, that's an elite athlete. But, man, you need guys who can shoot off the catch and shoot, shoot off the dribble, going left, going right. And he looks awfully smooth out there. Yeah, guys who can play. Yeah. And he looks like he can play. You look at Bogdanovich, he doesn't necessarily have it, but he has great, he has excellent athleticism. He just doesn't have elite. Same thing with Conley. These are two guys that have thrived in this league for a good long while. So there's a place, it looks like, for the skill set of a Jared Butler, but I don't want to get too crazy and start hyping some dude who hasn't played one single second of a regular season game, but I can't help myself. Yeah, the thing we thought in the offseason, how does Rudy Gay fit in? What does he look? What are the potential lineups? We don't find any of that because of the heel, and he hasn't played. So that's a big old question mark just looming out there. Exactly how is he going to fit, and exactly how are they going to use him? What are the best combinations? What will they be able to do? How will teams attack that? That all. That all we go through preseason and just remains a question mark. Well, I'm, I'm really, there's a million things to watch in the season, and one of those things is going to be how Quinn Snyder uses Butler. I'm really intrigued as far as that goes because he's looked good when he's been out there. Jazz now wait for Wednesday and Oklahoma City. They will open the season at home, and then they'll go to Sacramento for a game on Friday. So there you go, next Friday. Tip-off 7 o'clock for that season opener Wednesday night. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. I came into the season thinking that I was just going to be able to play ball, you know, be able to use my talent uh, to continue to 
uh, you know, inspire, influence people in the right way. Like putting this on me is just like, why are you putting it on me? You know, like this, this is not part of, you know, what's going on in conversations with scientists, physicians and doctors. I'm, I'm just a hooper, right? Like I'm, I'm just a person who, who's being utilized a, as an example. For some odd reason, you know, people love to have my name in the mix of just some BS. Kyrie Irving says he still hopes to return and play for the Nets, but this is about his life and what he's choosing to do. He spoke out on social media, on Instagram Live, to make the comments one day after the Nets decided to not allow their starting point guard to practice or play with them until he complies with New York City's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. For some reason, PK, it's always his name in the BS. Yeah, I, it's easy to crack on them and say, well, quit playing the victim. You're putting yourself into this mess. I, I get that. That's an easy thing to do. But I'm trying to look deeper uh, into this situation and trying to see what's in this man's soul, what's in this man's heart, what's in this man's mind. Uh, and it, it's really hard to do. The easy way is just to just throw out some criticism and say, yeah, I could be tough guy and criticize him. Because he doesn't play for the Jazz. There'll be zero blowback on my behalf if I just rip him left and right. I'm trying to be more analytical involving this. It's hard to because I I don't know. know, What what would I have done if I didn't basically have to get the vaccine? It's easy to say, well, I got it. Of course, yeah. I mean, I I had to get it, right? I, I don't have the leverage that he has. Now, I got it, and so far... I don't know, I should say knock on wood, what have you. I don't have any problems. I didn't I didn't have any problem. I didn't have a headache. I didn't even have an arm ache when I got it. It was no. nothing, absolutely no. nothing. No. You zero, win. Yeah. yeah, zero. I had nothing, literally nothing. But that's me. So it's easy to criticize, as I say. It is, it's a complex situation here for sure. Philadelphia 76 coach Doc Rivers said of Ben Simmons in the 76ers' final preseason game Friday, I'm assuming he's going to play, but who knows? I can't get in anyone's head. He's also unsure of the status of Simmons' trade demand. I don't know. He's voiced that, but we'll see how that works out. Well, this is typical. We go to Irving first, then we go to the Simmons saga. There it is. So So trade Simmons for Irving. Uh, nah, that already got floated in Philly, and they already shot that down. They're not. They're not. Yeah, I, that. yeah. Not I don't know if I'm the Nets. Would I do that? I say, yeah. I, I agree with Doc Rivers. I can't get in someone's head. You try, but more often than not, you fail. There'll be games soon, PK, and then we'll leave the saga of the two biggest stars, who've been the saga here throughout preseason. We'll leave and move on to something else. Something else will happen. Yeah. Sure. D- DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Dodgers and Giants, Game 5. You wanted it, you expected it, here it is tonight. Winner will play Atlanta in the National League Championship Series. Loser is all done. 7 o'clock tonight on TBS. The Giants were one game better in the regular season. Can they be one game better in the playoffs? Yeah, the only shame is this this isn't a seven-gamer, it's a five-gamer, but this is really cool for, I think, sports fans, particularly baseball fans like somebody like me, because in this this situation, you know, in a regular season game, a team gets off to a 2 nothing lead, 
anybody's nobody's really paying attention. All right, you got the third inning, you're up 2 nothing. whoop de doo But tonight, when that happens, there's going to be tension, right? You'll feel it, particularly if it's the Dodgers, because the home crowd at, uh, what do they call it, AT&T Park now, whatever it's called, beautiful park, been there many times, you have too, and you'll feel the tension, right? So every little thing is magnified a hundred times over. It's really, it's it's unlike anything in sports because like a seventh game in basketball, right? It doesn't really get super tense until the end because somebody's going to go up to nothing or up by 10 points. And we know in the first half, a 10-point lead, you know, that's a yawner. But in, in this game with the situation with pitching, do I leave the starter in? Do I take him out? All that type of stuff. It just really heightens the level of tension involved. And for me as a sports fan, not necessarily really caring who wins, would uh, sit back and enjoy that. Although I will say, whoever wins this game, I'm going to want them to win the World Series. Well, we know a runner in scoring position will matter because, and even a base runner might, because the one run, it just means every game three. We just had a one-zip game in game three, and we could have another one here. So Yeah, but even in that situation, there wasn't that kind of tension when it oh, was right. one Oh, right, exactly. Right, but that's the reason we'll have the tension tonight, is these guys just played right. a one-zip game, so every little thing can matter. And somebody's going home with 106 or 107 wins. And Atlanta awaits the uh, ALCS. They got a little. Uh, they got a little break before they get going. They'll be. They'll be going Friday. Ray Fossey, Major League Baseball catcher, two-time All-Star, famous for the collision at home plate. Pete Rose running him over in the 1970 All-Star game. Uh, he has died at the age of 74, battled cancer for 16 years. That is a legendary moment, a play that has been shown literally thousands of times, and I can't imagine it happening in an All-Star game now, but it's a different era then, everything was intense, and Pete Rose came home intent on blowing up Ray Fossey, who was never an All-Star again after that collision. Uh, He had his shoulder broken and separated. Is there anybody in the history of baseball who's known for just a collision? There's nobody. There's nobody else. You could say Joe Theismann with the leg, but Joe Theismann had a pretty good career. Won a Super and, Bowl, second in a high yeah, voting. So, so he's, he that was stuff. part of it for sure, but it's not the thing that you think of with Joe Theismann exclusively, whereas Ray Fossey, that's the thing of you think of exclusively. I couldn't tell you one other thing about Ray Fossey other than that play. Yeah, actually reading his uh, obituary, I found out he went on to be an announcer for the uh, Oakland A's. Oh, yeah, I knew I that. guess I knew that. Yeah. So I knew a little bit about his career, but I had forgotten it. But that's not a playing career. No. Nope. Two-time All-Star. He went uh, two years in a row, and then that collision, he was done. Never the same player after that. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz at 8.30. David Smoke, host on Circum365 Radio at 9 o'clock. He'll talk Baylor and BYU. Question of the day is on the way. DJ and PK at 97.5 at 12.80 The Zone.